0: Welcome to the Audio Road Network. It's time for questions from the Audio Road with Kevin Rutherford.
1: This show is all about the business of trucking. We're live Monday through Friday, midnight Eastern. Call 646-595-4967.
2: Your taxes, your truck, and your road to success in the trucking industry.
3: There's this is Trucking Business and Beyond, the show that puts the money where it
2: belongs. Back in your pocket.
4: Welcome to my world. I'm your host, Kevin Rutherford. The website is Truck.com. We are here live. It is Monday, April 16th. Pick up the phone you've got a question a comment a topic if you dial right now you might be able to grab a line before they fill up 8888 road dog is the number we're going to get to those calls in just a little bit well if you haven't figured it out you have 24 hours to get your tax return finished or get an extension filed whichever works best for you right now keep in mind that extensions of time to file are not extensions of time to pay. So don't treat this like you just got a free ride all the way to October. Uh, You have till October to file the paperwork if you want, but interest will start tomorrow at midnight on any balance that you owe. So if you are going to file an extension, which is, by the way, better than trying to rush, don't rush and try to get this done in a hurry, but also, don't file the extension and wait until October. File the extension. Take a break for a couple of days if you need to. Give your tax preparer a break. But get right on this. And, and, you know, in a week or two, you should have your tax return done. We all hate taxes. Uh, as much as I like the new tax plan, I'm going to talk a little bit about that. I, I would much rather see a fair tax. I haven't talked about the fair tax in a while, but uh, as good as this new tax law change is, it's still a major hassle for businesses. Individuals will probably see a far easier tax return next year. A lot of people, I believe, we haven't seen the forms yet. I'm waiting to see those. But a lot of people should be able to fill out their own tax return. Uh, more people than normal starting next year, but not businesses. In fact, businesses got more complicated, uh, kind of significantly more complicated. Whether or not you should be an LLC, an S-corp, a sole proprietor, how do you make the most of the 20% deduction that we have, depreciation has changed a little bit. Uh, it's there. it requires more planning now. Uh, and we just have to get used to this new tax law. We're going to have to think through it. I haven't, um, you know, we had that time when the tax law change first came out. Um, last week in December, first week or so in January. And all through January, I talked about it quite a bit. In February, when we started working on 2017 tax returns, I stopped talking about the new tax laws, primarily because it was too confusing, because people were getting confused about, well, I'm working on this tax return, how does that work? So it was easier to just stop talking about it. Well, I'm not gonna spend a lot of time on it tonight, but moving forward, uh, we were not taking new clients. Uh, we will be taking new clients now for the 2018 tax season. Or if you file an extension on your 2017 and you're not in a big hurry, because we are still busy and we filed a, a lot of extensions for people who, who, uh, who are, are, had been our clients for years but got their stuff to us late. Um, but give us a couple weeks Let things settle down a little bit. If you've got an extension and you want us to do your 2017, we can. You can also get signed up for 2018. And I will start talking more about the 2018 helping you maximize the the benefits under the 2018 tax plan and helping you understand them. As we start to see the tax forms and the tax documents... We're going to have a, a better understanding. I, I think I've got about 90% of this. I've read through everything I can possibly read. I've read the reviews from other tax preparers that um, that I trust, and I think I've got about 95% of it. There, there may be 5% that surprises us when we see the forms because taxes are complicated. One little change on a form can change the way the tax works. So um, we'll start talking about it. As the forms come out, we'll start finalizing some plans and we'll start helping our clients uh, maximize this. So I am, I'm going to get to some phone calls. Let's start off in Missouri. Danny, welcome to the program. Yes, hello Ken. How you doing tonight? Doing great. What can I help you with? Yeah, I was wondering. Um,
5: I took a, a test drive on a on a used truck today, and uh, I, I was wondering about it. it uh, the first one, well, it was a 2013 Kenworth 680, and it had a pack car motor in it, and um, it, it has been sitting for about four months, and at the lot. Um, It was a fleet trading, and it was about a half a million miles on it. And then I I went to go drive it, bobtail, and I I took off on the freeway and about maybe two miles down the road, I started uh, looking in the mirror, and I seen a bunch of, like, that white smoke coming out from the death. I guess it's the death smoke. Okay. So I turned around. I was by myself in the truck, so I turned around the next exit and went back up to the dealer. And then when I was turning around, it was like a big old, that's all I could see was smoke coming from behind. But when I got up to the dealer, it, like two miles back up the road, it, it, there was no more smoke. But it was, uh, it, you, you could still smell it, though. And I was just wondering, you know, because the, the, the guy said, oh, no, that's how they all are. When they've been sitting for a month or so, they're built up in there because supposedly they had cleaned them out already. On the
4: trading term. Does that sound about right? You know, this is the first I've heard of that, actually. I would have to go do a little digging. Maybe we'll uh, get some feedback tonight from other people. Logically, it doesn't make sense to me. But that doesn't mean anything. So the, the, the DPF, the filter, clogs with soot. Because that's what we're trying to trap. We're trying to trap that particulate so it doesn't get out into the air. So that starts to, to clog the DPF. Now, when it gets to a certain level, the DPF does a, a passive regeneration that burns most of it out of there. But it doesn't get it all. So after so many passive regens, it's, it's building up over time to the point where it needs what we call an active regen. An active regen is much harder, hotter, or a parked regen, I think, is what most people call it. And then that burns out more, but even a parked regen doesn't get all of the particulate out. That's why at some point enough builds up that we have to either clean or replace the filter. So that's just a quick, you know, explanation of what's happening. So if they cleaned the filter and it's sitting there, what clogged it? That
5: it does probably, right That the extra. Sugar, maybe,
4: or? I, you know that that doesn't make any sense to me. so I, I would have, like I said, it's the first I've ever heard somebody claim that. and I would have to go do a little more digging. I made a note here. I want to go read that because I want to know myself. But like I said, logically, that makes no sense. Sitting there, nothing should change on that DPF, Uh, other than maybe it absorbs some moisture. Maybe we're just burning out some moisture. But I would be, one of the other things that I would recommend no matter what, and certainly on a truck like this, is you can pull that data out of the ECM to find out how often this truck regens. That all gets recorded in the ECM. passive, okay. active. So if we pull it and it, it is over the normal amount of regens, then I tell people just skip that truck. That's not a problem you want to mess with. If a truck is regenning all the time, skip oh, I, it. Oh. yeah. Yeah. So um, I, I would at least do that, and like I said, I'll, I'll do a little more digging. Uh, do you listen on the power hour? When we record on Tuesdays? Uh,
5: yeah, when I, yeah well, if I'm on the truck,
6: I do.
4: Yeah, tomorrow we'll be doing, I think, yeah, like, huh? two hours tomorrow. That'd be a great question on the power hour. I bet the guys at Pittsburgh Power could answer that better than I just did. Okay,
5: because yeah, what it was, it was a, it was a, uh, the pack car motor that did it.
4: Yeah, oh, uh, the pack car. I'm, I'm um, not even sure if that would have a lot to do with it. I, it always matters. We want to know what engine we're dealing with. But I, I think this is almost more like a general DPF question. Do these things blow a lot of white smoke after they've been sitting? I, I just don't know. Okay. All I
5: hear the music there.
4: There you go. I'll, uh... I'll make a note, and if you don't get a chance to call in during the power hour, um, I'll ask them that because I'm curious myself. I'm going to get to a break. We're going to get right back. If you dial quickly, you might be able to grab that line we just dropped, 8888 Road Dog. We'll be right back. I'm Kevin Rutherford.
7: driver that wants to take control of your own destiny and have the freedom to make the choices that affect you and your loved ones every day if the answer is yes then stop holding the steering wheel audio program was designed for you in this one-of-a-kind audio program kevin rutherford reveals the secrets to running a successful trucking business taking the plunge to owner operator finding and negotiating for a new truck and managing money once you earn it are you willing to do the hard work It's time time to to stop holding the steering wheel and start driving your business. Order your copy today and create the business you've always wanted. Visit our Our online store at Let'sTruck.com or call our Tribe Tribe Care team at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835.
2: Hey, Audio Road listener, what is your profit per mile? How about your cost per mile or even your bottom line? Stop driving blind and know your numbers. Profit Gages is absolutely simple bookkeeping specifically for owner-operators. Have instant access to business and tax reports that will help you increase your profits and keep your money in your pocket where it belongs. Sign up for Profit Gages today and take advantage of our 30-day free trial. Know your numbers and master the journey. Visit our website at Let'sTruck.com or call our Tribe Care team at 855 800 fuel That's 855-800-3835.
8: Get yours today at Let'sTruck.com or call our TribeCare team at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835.
0: Let Fuel Gauges help you master the journey. Visit our website at letstruck.com or call Tribe Care Team at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835. <laughs>
4: Back. I'm Kevin Rutherford, The number to join us: eighty-eight, eighty-eight. Road Dog. I'm going to get right back to the phone calls. We're off to Jersey. Robert, welcome to the program.
9: Hello. Um, I got two questions. Well, one a question. The other one is kind of earlier tonight. There was a there was talking about distracted drivers and stuff. And uh, about three weeks ago. I, uh, had a woman out here in Jersey over at the 676 interchange decide to, oh, I've my exit, make a right hand turn into the front end of my truck. Oh, great. And, uh, oh, yeah, I destroyed the trailer with the landing gear, the fuel tank for the refor rate off the truck, I mean, it caused a mess, and, uh... For some reason, I'm used, I live in Buffalo, New York, so I'm used to cops saying, well, it's always the driver's fault. Always. Uh, Yeah. But uh, Jersey DOT comes out, he goes, looking at your tracks, and he goes, this ain't your fault. Have a good day, driver. I'm like, excuse me? Good. And the question I had, the other question I have is, is a lot of these new trucks, with the whole DEF and I mean, I'm driving right now, I'm pretty lucky. I, I'm driving a 1990 Kenworth. Got an old mechanical cap motor like right the hood. And I just, the question I have is, the fuel economy in these bigger trucks, I mean, is it well worth having the plastic compared to actual truck that can run?
4: What do you mean? A truck that can? I mean, run? I see
9: too many. Oh, I see a lot of these new trucks with the DEF and the Regen and all it, either in a shop or they're sitting on the side of the road. I mean, I just I don't understand what made. Why is it so much more better than, say, an older truck that doesn't
6: have that? Truck?
4: Well, let me let me go through a couple things and and. I don't think there are many people in this country that have criticized the emission engines more than I have. I've been dogging those trucks for ten years now, but I've also said we'll we'll get through this okay. and they will get better. Were Were you driving cars in the seventies?
9: No, I wasn't even born in the seventies.
4: Okay, so let me give I you was born eighty five. Let me give you a history lesson then. Um, cars in the 70s were absolute junk. Cars in the 60s were great. Cars in the 70s were junk. In the 80s, they were still kind of junk, but they were starting to get better. By the 90s, we were done with all the problems. Do you know why in the 70s and 80s cars were junk? Well, because we had to go through the same emission crap on cars... Back in the 70s, that we started going through on trucks in the 2000s. It, it's a major change. You know, we take a very simple engine, and if we don't want it to make pollution, we have to do a lot of really complicated, crazy stuff to it. And we never get it right. It takes us about a decade to figure it out. And I've been saying this for about 10 years. These engines are junk but they will get better. Now, I still tell people today um, not to... I, I'm going to put you on hold so you can listen to this because I'm getting a lot of background noise from you. Um, I tell people even today, I would skip the trucks between 04 and 2013 or so because they've got problems. They, you do see them broke down a lot. They are more complicated. After 2013 or so, we started to get better. We started to figure out the problems. We're not there yet. Just like we didn't fix all the emission problems on the cars in the 70s. They carried over into the 80s. It was probably 15 or 20 years before we really got it right. And I think trucks are going to be the same way. And we're at, what, 15 years now? And we're getting there. The 2018s, I've seen trucks get 9 miles to the gallon right off the lot. That's a huge savings. Yes, they're complicated. Yes, they're going to break down more. We will eventually get there and we'll figure it out. But why are we doing this? Um, I, I'm not a tree hugger, but I will say that I do like these cleaner burning diesels much better than when I started. When I started and everything was mechanical. You walk through a truck stop when everybody was idling, and you could barely breathe. The smoke was so heavy. Um, I I did get another taste of that experience because I had kind of forgotten how bad it really was when uh, I spent some time in Costa Rica because Costa Rica didn't have any new trucks. They have all of our old mechanical trucks. And boy, could you tell, because you got around a couple of those, and Costa Rica is not a very big country. There aren't that many trucks, but all you had to do was get behind a couple going through up a hill, and it would just about choke you out it was so bad. Also, you know, we used to do bearings at 200,000, 300,000 miles, we used to do in-frames at Five or six hundred thousand. We used to replace starters, alternators, constantly working on them. You know, since we've had electronic diesels, I've had trucks that go a million plus miles where I hardly touch anything. I believe that we're on the right track. We're not quite there yet. So hopefully that helps you. Um, the cost of running that old mechanical diesel is actually pretty expensive. I certainly like electronics. Let's head off to Minnesota. Matt, welcome to the program. Well, good evening, Kevin. What's on your mind tonight? I'd like to talk about, you're open about taxes. Yes. And tax planning. Uh, Yeah.
3: You should have my uh, business report in front
4: of you. I need to put a little more effort into tax planning this year. You need to do something. Um, I have a question. How long have, <laughs> how, how long have you been an owner-operator? I know the answer, but... Uh, it'll
3: be 20 years, October 1st. Is this your best quarter ever? Uh, this is
4: shaping up to be the best. <laughs> I'm going to have to take a lot of time off <laughs> so yeah. at the end of the year. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm thinking, you know, January through March, first quarter, had to be the best quarter you've ever had. Yep,
3: yeah. this uh, the report is actually updated all the way through today. Yeah, I uh, I did, yeah. you know, half of my April stuff is already in there, and I the reason I did because I knew I was going to be breaking that hundred thousand dollar mark any day here, and <laughs> I uh, just just broke it with this last <laughs> check, so. I uh, I couldn't believe it, and not just the hundred grand on growth. I mean, that's impressive in its own. But my margins—if we scroll down
4: to the bottom—yeah, I I did sixty percent, sixty percent. I know. I'm going to have to really readjust some of the numbers I talk about all the time. Because they're changing that much. I mean, if we look at your numbers, if the rest of the year stays like this, you'll be well north of 150,000, probably closer to 180,000 net. Yep. That's, so,
3: that's Yeah,
4: it's one of these.
3: Uh... Tax forms come out. I need to. I need to stay on top of it. Yes. See what adjustments I need to make, and
4: in yes. which direction? Yes, you do. <laughs> yes, you do. Holy cow! So. Uh, well, what if we just did this? Then. what if? So, let's say that you are on track to make 180. I mean, this might be a crazy thought, no. and and I've I hardly ever think like this. But we have to start thinking a little differently when the numbers start looking like this. You know, I'm I'm not a big fan of adding trucks right now because of drivers. But if we looked at these numbers, couldn't you afford if the rest of the year stays like this? Couldn't you afford to pay a driver eighty or ninety thousand dollars a year, and you would still have plenty of profit from this truck? Uh, yeah, probably. The question is, can you get a driver to work as hard and as efficiently as you do? Don't include a truck payment. Right, right. Oh, no. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah, my fuel cost
3: is 33 cents a mile. Right. And that includes reefer fuel.
4: Oh, yeah, that's You know,
3: all these numbers are on a truck and a trailer. So.
4: Yeah, that's... um,
3: You know, what, what I found funny over the weekend listening to some of the shows from last week and you were talking about it might have been a replay but while some people are complaining they're not making any money this year
4: yeah because the elds yeah, yeah. <laughs> i know i know I'm, I'm completely blown away hey i'm gonna put you on hold i'm gonna bring you back right after the break stick around we'll be right back i'm kevin rutherford
2: Hey, audio road listener, what is your profit per mile? How about your cost per mile or even your bottom line? Stop driving blind and know your numbers. Profit Gages is absolutely simple bookkeeping specifically for owner-operators. Have instant access to business and tax reports that will help you increase your profits and keep your money in your pocket where it belongs. Sign up for Profit Gages today and take advantage of our 30-day free trial know your numbers and master the journey visit our website at let's truck.com or call our tribe care team at 855-800-FUEL that's 855-800-3835
8: did you know that 35 percent of fuel economy can be attributed to your driving habits use the scan gauge kr to maximize your driving efficiency The ScanGauge KR has built-in and programmable digital gauges that allow you to read instant fuel mileage, average fuel economy, and dozens more gauges as you drive. Get to know your truck and learn how you can improve your fuel cost and keep your money in your pocket where it belongs. Drive smarter and master the journey. Get yours today at Let'sTruck.com or call our TribeCare team at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835.
0: Let Fuel Gauges help you master the journey. Visit our website at letstruck.com or call Tribe Care Team at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835.
7: Are you a driver that wants to take control of your own destiny and have the freedom to make the choices that affect you and your loved ones every day? If the answer is yes then Stop Holding the Steering Wheel audio program was designed for you. In this one-of-a-kind audio program, Kevin Rutherford reveals the secrets to running a successful trucking business, taking the plunge to owner-operator, finding and negotiating for a new truck, and managing money once you earn it. Are you willing to do the hard work? It's time to stop holding the steering wheel and start driving your business. Order your copy today and create the business you've always wanted. Visit our online store at Let'sTruck.com or call our Tribe Care team at 855-800-FUEL. That's
10: 855-800-3835. Hey, have you heard? We have an app to make listening to our shows easier than ever.
4: It's free, it's simple, it does one thing and it does it really well. Download Download the the app, app, open it, and listen to our shows. The Power Hour, Questions from the Road, Destination Health, and more. Listen live, listen anytime, and never miss a show again. again. To To find it, search your app store for Audio Road. Road. One One word, that's Audio Road. Road. It's one more way we help you master the journey. journey. Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. The number to join us, 8888 88 Road Dog. Still time to get through. Keep dialing. It's a little easier in this uh, second half of the show. I'm going to go back to Matt. So, Matt, I, I, I was, you know, I, I've been staying away from Facebook. I'm on a, you know, a hiatus again because it just aggravates the hell out of me. But um, the other day I, I was, I'm kind of in the same boat. <laughs> I just I have such a love-hate relationship with it. You know, it's such a great way to communicate to a lot of people quickly. But I swear the idiots are just wearing me down. Um, I don't even have to argue because I yep. stopped arguing with them a long time ago. It doesn't even – I don't even have to argue with them. Just reading what some of these people post wears me out sometimes. But so the other day I was – I don't know. I was on hold or something and I – couldn't concentrate on anything else, so I was just scrolling through. And I was shocked at how many owner-operators are complaining. They're talking about uh, protests again. They did one in April couple last week or something. I don't know. Um, that was the one where somebody got tased, and it just got ugly. Um, no. they're, they're planning another one for July 4th now. So it, there's another one in the works. the These groups, the the comments over and over and over, two things that that really stuck. One was that the ELD has cost them so much money they can't stay in business. And I'm looking at this saying, wait a minute, I just did five industry events in the last couple of months, and I have never seen so much optimism in this industry. I saw veterans, fleet owners, people who really know this industry inside and out say it's never, ever been better. How do you reconcile that with somebody who's going broke? What were they doing? Were they running 110 hours a week to get by, and that's how bad the ELD is killing them? I don't get it.
3: Yeah, I I mean, I do realize, you know, if you put yourself in that mindset, you know that you're completely against this and everything. You're you're going to struggle because you just yeah. <laughs> drive through <laughs> your whole day every
4: day being of pissed off at everything, and <laughs> well, <laughs> you're not going to have much of a life. Here, here's the <laughs> other. Yeah, and I don't, you know maybe those people will just go out of business and rates will get even better. So we can hope for that. Um, the other thing that really struck me was how many times the anti-ELD people will make the comment, well, if you just want to bend over and take it from the government and take anything they dish out, well, then you just go right ahead. And my thought is, and I haven't responded because there's just no point, but my thought is, wait a minute. Every driver who ever accepted their commercial license, whether it was a chauffeur's license, a CDL, since 1938 gave up that right and said, okay, there are hours of service. So what? We've all accepted that there are hours of service. They, and I'll put myself yep. in there, we all just cheated and lied. That That's all. So there was nothing noble about yep. what we used to do. If they want to talk about being noble or, you know, standing up to the man, well, then throw your damn logbook away and just run without one completely. Why cheat and lie? If you Why not just stand up to the government then?
3: Yeah. And, you know, in all honesty, since April 1st, when we went into the out-of-service criteria, I honestly haven't noticed out here on the highway that they're enforcing it anywhere. I I, I it. Not in any, yeah. any stretch. I mean, maybe one here and there, but it's, you, at the scale, they're not filling them up, and they're not inspecting people like crazy, and I personally know several
4: people still running on a paper log to this day. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah um, that's but that's their choice. <laughs> uh, my, my thought is, honestly, if you want to criticize everybody who decided to run on an ELD as giving in to the government, you gave in to the government when you started driving, and to make up for it, you lie and cheat. Why not? You know, you, use your logic, be a man, just stand up to the government, run without a logbook. Yeah. Yeah. It's,
3: uh, I mean, you were mentioning there about buying another truck, and <laughs> so, <laughs> there ain't no way in hell I'd ever want <laughs> to do is, that again. I know. Let me tell you. So I, I tried it years you know, ago.
4: I, I've got, got a great story. I've been on this extended road trip. I don't watch a lot of TV, but on this trip, I've probably watched more TV than I have in five years. Just because I'm by myself, I'm working so much. By the end of the day, I'm tired. I don't feel like reading. So I've been binge-watching stuff on Netflix and Showtime and whatever else I can find. So I see this show the other night, and it's like this confession show, the worst thing I ever did. And these people come on, and they have to tell somebody what they did to them that they don't know about. And sure enough, I turn it on... The first story is about a truck driver. I'm like, okay, let's see what this is. So the story is, the one guy inherits money from his aunt. He doesn't know what to do with the money. He wants to go into business. His cousin is a truck driver. So his cousin convinces him to take his inheritance money and buy a truck and trailer. So he does. And the cousin's going to go drive it. What he was confessing to the guy was in two and a half years, he claims he stole... Almost $200,000 of revenue from this guy. And the way he did it was they were, he was running under his own authority. He was, every time that there was even a little bit of extra time, he was pulling another load and not telling his cousin. And he'd said, you know, I'd just get another logbook, and I'd drive all night, and then the next morning I'd, you know, get a couple hours sleep, and I'd call my cousin, and we'd book a load, and then I'd tell him I was out of hours, and I'd go run one and not tell him about it. And I tried doing the math. I I don't know how you could cheat that bad to do 200000 in a couple of years, but that's what he claimed. And, of course, the guy went out of business and lost the truck and lost all his money, and it was just a crazy story. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah. It, it, there's weird stuff out here, that's for sure.
7: Holy
4: but yeah, cow. I
3: don't know, on the side, to make an extra, you know, in two years, that's $100,000 a year. Yeah. His, his actual books must have looked pretty pathetic, because <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty hard to make an extra hundred grand on the side.
4: That's what I thought. I was watching the show, and I'm like, God, you know, I know people exaggerate numbers, and but still... That was, uh, that was just crazy. Hey, I got a bunch of calls. I'm going to grab a couple more. Um, keep me informed on those numbers. That is, uh, those are pretty darn amazing. Let's go to Michigan. Robert, welcome to the program.
6: Hi, good evening. I was with uh, the Louisville show. I got real excited. I decided I want to go into business with my cousin. We got three trucks amongst us. I call OOIDA and they say, "Sorry, you can only have two trucks. We we won't insure you for three trucks until the third year. You got to get rid of one of them." So I proceed to call a bunch of people on their list. Same same story. I call Progressive. Now Progressive will let me do all three trucks with forty five thousand dollars down and forty five thousand dollars in thirty one days. I got to pay for the entire year. Thirty one days, I'd like to think I'm ambitious, but I don't think I'm that ambitious.
4: What do you want? So, so that's, I'm
6: best so, I'm calling to find out where I can do with my
4: three trucks so on is, insurance. Is that eighty two eighty two thousand dollars a year for three trucks? Uh no, it's
6: like ninety. It's like forty five thousand dollars down and 45000 oh, 45. holy in thirty one days. You know, holy shit! (sighs) Myself,
4: the whole insurance thing right now is driving me a little crazy. In fact, I think I'm going to have to find me a really good insurance expert, and I need a little schooling. Insurance for your own authority has always been very volatile. Like I, I remember years where people were paying five and six thousand dollars a year. That was it. One truck. Um, now 15,000 is nothing. I keep seeing people from California quoting 30 and 35,000 for the year for one truck. I had a guy in my class today ask me a question about insurance because he got a quote for 16,000 for one truck in California, and he thought it was outrageous. I- I'm not thinking it's so outrageous anymore. I mean that doesn't sound like a bad quote at all. I saw somebody else in California, twenty-five thousand for one truck. I I I don't know what's going on right now in the insurance market, but it seems really volatile. I feel like I'm being squeezed right out. Um, have you tried an insurance broker yet? Um, no,
6: I haven't. I was going through. Uh like the big name, right? But I picked up at the Louisville
4: drug show, and I, 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 mean, I wish that you've got somebody I, or a direction you can send me, I'd love it. I, I would start googling commercial insurance brokers. You want to find a broker, not an agent. Agents are tied to one company. Brokers can go shop the whole market for you. So, what a good broker does is he looks at your situation and says, "Oh." I know a company that likes that. They'll write it for a good price. And that's what I'm going to find. I'm going to find a good insurance broker to get me up to speed on what the hell happened in the last three months. We'll be right back. Stick around. I'm Kevin Rutherford.
10: for for the the 2018 2018 CMC Live Seminar. The biggest, baddest educational event dedicated to the trucking industry. This event takes place September 17th through the 21st at the Mid-America Center in Council Bluffs, Iowa. This five-day seminar focuses solely on the unique challenges and opportunities that truck drivers face every day, not only on the job, but in all facets of life. Learn from the industry's top leaders, network with fellow drivers, and start running more effective and profitable businesses. Spots are filling up fast. Don't miss this opportunity to take action on your business, your life, and your future. Together, we can help you master the journey. Register online at letstruck.com or call our tribe care team at 855 800 fuel with any questions. That's 855 800 3835.
2: Hey, Audio Road listener, what is your profit per mile? How about your cost per mile or even your bottom line? Stop driving blind and know your numbers.
10: Profit Gages is absolutely simple
2: bookkeeping specifically for owner-operators. Have instant access to business and tax reports that will help you increase your profits and keep your money in your pocket where it belongs. Sign up for Profit Gages today and take advantage of our 30-day free trial.
10: Know your numbers and master the journey. Visit our website at Let'sTruck.com or call our Tribe Care team at 855-800-FUEL.
2: That's 855-800-3835.
8: Get, Get yours, yours today, today at Let'sTruck.com or, or call, call our, our TribeCare care team at 855-800-FUEL. 800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835. 800-3835.
10: Let Fuel Gauges help you master the journey. Visit our website at letstruck.com or call Tribe Care Team at 855-800-FUEL. That's 855-800-3835.
4: Welcome back. I'm Kevin Rutherford. We're down to the final segment. You might be able to dial and grab a line. I've got some calls I'm going to get to. Um, Matt just sent me a text. He's got an insurance broker he's going to put me in contact with uh, tomorrow, or he'll give me the information tomorrow. Tomorrow's uh, the final day of taxes, and I still haven't finished my own, so I've got to wrap those up tomorrow. Um, No point paying the government any sooner than I need to. Um, but then I'll, I'll get on that because I want to see what's going on. Matt has one truck, his own authority is paying about 8000 a year. Uh, it It is just all over the board today and I can't figure out why. But I'm going to go do what I do best. I'm going to go do a little digging and some reading and talk to people and see if I can figure out what's going on with insurance right now. Let's go to Wisconsin. Bill, welcome to the program.
1: Hey, Kevin. I spoke to you a couple weeks ago. You tried trying to hang up on me because I brought up the Max Force engine.
4: Yeah, yeah, okay.
1: But uh, (laughs) I bought a, yeah. So I came across a 99 Volvo, a series 60 13-speed that I picked up on Thursday. Okay. Uh, I'm looking to do a rear-end change because it's got 370 gears, and that thing just, you know, it's basically geared like a 55-mile-an-hour truck. I just call them to see what, kind, what would be the best gear ratio. There.
4: Well, honestly, how fast do you like to drive, and what kind of freight are you pulling?
1: Six. I usually do about sixty-two, and it's just general freight, freight I, van
4: freight. I, I would not touch those gears. That is perfect for where you're driving. But, Okay. Yeah, for that engine. I just so, thought the were a little high. Not for that engine will get all kinds of fuel economy at 1500, 1550. It, it that is an engine that runs at. Oh, a, okay. Yeah, and and at 14, 1425 is just about ideal. Um, when I would spec my Series 60s, I would either spec them to run in direct, and then I would have like 279s. Or I would spec them with three nineties because I ran at fifty-seven, and three nineties at fifty-seven okay. just excellent fuel economy. So your three seventies are actually perfect.
1: Oh, okay. All right. Well, I've been on I had an N fourteen before. They like to be down like thirteen fifty, fourteen hundred. So.
4: Yeah, where where are you it's when you're at sixty-two? Where are you on the tack?
1: Uh, just shy of
4: 1500 on uh, um, uh, Detroit. Okay. What size tires? 22.5, uh, locals. I almost think somebody might have, you might have 390s in that.
1: I checked the tag on the. Uh Differential, it said three
4: seventy. Yeah, they could have changed. I don't that. know if it's been regeared. Or... It could have been regeared, but you know, especially when you're talking about a truck that's um, what eighteen years old, nineteen years old.
1: Well, it's, it, yeah, it's a one-owner truck though, and he never oh. regeared it. Huh? He did do an in frame. That's the only thing I know he did.
4: But yeah, that seems a little high on the tack. Maybe not, but but I wouldn't change them. I mean, you're looking at four to five thousand okay. to change them, and you're not going to see any fuel economy increase. Okay. All
1: right. Well, I appreciate it. I just, I
4: just thought that was a little high because of my N14 ran. So. Yeah. Even, even an N14, I would gear like this. The N14 and the series 60, I gear about identical. Um, those engines will do just fine in the you know, 14 to 1500 range. Uh, and they pull great. The good throttle response at that place. And here's the thing. If you said, well, you know, I want to run 65. I wanted the RPMs to come down a little bit. We could go to, say, 355s. And you'll drop the RPM into the 1300 range. You might pick up a tenth or two. Maybe. And it would take you two to three years to pay for that gear change. When instead we could take that $4,000 and I could go get you a full mile per gallon. If I had $4,000 to spend on modifications on a 99 with a Series 60, $4,000 I could get you a mile per gallon. $4,000 to swap out gears might get you a tenth or two. That's why I say leave it right where it is. Let's, uh, let's head off to Flagstaff. Kevin and Cheryl are next. I was just in Flagstaff the other night.
11: Uh, hi. Um, I was wondering, we just got a scan gauge a little while ago, and we've been using it, and um, we were wondering what should we specifically keep on the gauge while we're driving? What's
4: for? Yeah, so there's a couple things. One, let First, let's talk about fuel economy, the instant fuel economy readout. So the way that I would use that, I put that up on the screen, and then I start watching how it responds in different situations, and then I try changing things. For example, if you're cruising down the road in 13th, and the RPMs are around, you know, 1,200. I'm just giving you a scenario, and the instant read is fluctuating between six and six and a half. Well, what I'll do is I'll keep everything else the same. I'll just split a gear back to 12. The RPMs will come up, and then I'll watch to see what that fuel economy does. Does it get better or does it get worse? And that that tells me something. There are times when you'll be fighting a big headwind. And you know, you just split a gear and the RPMs might come up but the fuel economy might come up with it. See, we always think that lower RPMs equal better fuel economy, but it doesn't. Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. and But we never used to be able to figure that out. That's why I created the scan gauge. So the other thing you can do is watch your fuel economy as you're shifting through the gears. And try shifting at different times and see if that changes, you know, the fuel economy. I'll give you an example. One of the trucks that I tested the scan gauge on when I was developing it was an auto shift. And I would just let the auto shift run through the gears on its own. And I started paying attention. While the truck was running through the gears, it was getting about two to two and a half miles to the gallon. When I put it in manual and shifted it myself, I could get it up to four and a half. That's almost a hundred percent increase. Right. So I, I would play around with well, that thing for hours.
11: Okay. We're, we do have... We've got a 2017 Volvo with the uh,
4: with uh, 500 um, Volvo engine and the i-shift. I okay. So... Play around with it, maybe. Now, the iShift is a really intelligent transmission. So my guess is you won't be able to beat it shifting, but you never hurts to try, and that you'll learn when you're trying. Right. But it also may not always put it in the best top gear. So you may find once in a while putting it in manual and dropping a gear may help. You can watch... Here's another really interesting thing to play around with. If you're running down the road at, say, 65 miles an hour and you watch your fuel economy for a while and then think about your schedule and think, would three miles an hour really kill my schedule or not? And if it doesn't, drop three miles an hour and watch what happens to your fuel economy.
11: Right. Okay. Um, the other thing I was wondering, when we fuel up and we, we put the, uh, the fuel in, it, it tells us that we, our average speed is 135 miles an hour.
4: <laughs> Your average speed. Where are you seeing that reading?
11: Uh, when you When you add fuel and you go and you put in how much fuel you put in when you do a fill-up on the scan gauge, it's, yeah. uh, it, it goes next, 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 and then every time I go next, it says it says my average speed is, my,
4: uh, is 125 or 135 miles an hour. Did you yeah. have, have you looked through the tutorial in the book about how to do that when you're adding your fuel purchases in? Yes, yeah. yes, I did. Okay, I, that would be one we'd have to do uh, not on the radio when I had more time because I'm going to run out of time right here. That there are a couple little okay. settings that could affect that. And it's possible that if you don't get that first setup done right, um, you you might actually want to call Linear Logic directly. Um, you could always call us; we can okay. try. This is a really tough time for us on the phones, uh, being April seventeenth tomorrow. But okay. you might want to try calling Linear Logic directly. Right. And they should be able to walk you right through that setup. It's one of those questions. It's really hard to do here on the air because I'd have to get you have you get the manual out and we'd have to go through it step by step. But um, keep playing around with the scan gauge. You're going to learn a lot from it. And I'm all out of time, so we'll do it again real soon. Be safe. Be profitable. Be fit and healthy. Always do the hard work and master the journey. I'm Kevin Rutherford.